Good evening. Good evening. Welcome uh, to another Brothers on the Phone talking movies. We are the brothers. Yes, we, we are. are talking movies. And this week we have a very special, you know, I hate saying topic, it's so cliched, but we have a theme this week that we're really excited to talk about. And can we say why we're talking about this? I think we can say why we're talking about it. This was your idea. I thought it was, this was a lot of fun. I, I didn't think I would have this much fun with this. <laughs> well, the, I think one of the main reasons is, is that, you know, you're, uh, you actually have a day job. And uh, <laughs> one of your big day jobs is you are the voice of Donald Trump on our cartoon president uh, on Showtime. And you do an amazing job. And you guys obviously doing a whole other season because it's the big election cycle. And what now, when you say amazing, that almost leads me to the word tremendous. Oh, you know, if you want to go there, because yeah, go go for it. Uh, um, it, It's uh, yeah, uh, we are in our third season, actually, Uh, like I. (laughs) <laughs> for a couple of reasons uh, at the very least yes <laughs> and our show uh, debuts here a quick little plug on sunday january 26th will be the start of the third season so hope everybody gets a chance to watch it um it's it's funny and it's all real news <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right yes no I, it's it's a fun show uh it really it is fun and it takes a, a pretty comical look at things and you do a great job as the president. You really do. It's, it's just you are unbelievable. Knock it out of the park. I'm not just saying that. Well, thank you. Just thank as your you. brother. Um, but, yeah, it's just a lot of fun. And uh, it's pretty cool that you're doing that. So this led us to this topic, which was, well, now that we're in really the thick of the election cycle now, is our favorite political films. Uh, and some of those films that, you know, maybe obvious and then some may not be so obvious. Uh, it, it's a pretty interesting kind of topic, political films. A lot of films, you know, I think they embody journalism as well within politics. I tried to be careful about that where I didn't want to always make it about journalism tied into politics. But sometimes it does work that way. And uh, it's so funny. I was literally done my list and then i thought of one i was like oh you know what i really like that film and i i ended up really thinking about it going yes i saw that movie a couple of times but anyway i'll mention that later um so why don't you kind of start out with uh, one of your picks i have a feeling we're going to overlap a bit and that's okay that just means the movies are good well uh i, I guess i have about four or five with a few honorable mentions I think the first one I can tell you that hit me was Citizen Kane. And it's always been a movie that was tough for me to watch. Um, and, 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 you know, just kind of listening to some interviews with Orson Welles and just rewatching the film and documentaries. There's always something that I learned that I didn't know. Um, I mean, I did, did know that he made the film when he was 25, but I, I heard him giving an interview saying that he took very, very little money, almost no money for the film because he wanted control. That was the thing that he wanted more than anything. So when the daily rushes came back 
the studio, they didn't mess with him. They just let him do what he wanted. So the script and the rewrites, they were, they were his to do as, as he wanted. But as far as the film goes, wow. It, it just, looking at the film today, I see it so differently than I did maybe years ago because I see so much, there's parallels that are happening in our world today. The character uh, that, that Orson Welles portrays in the film is kind of loosely based on the publisher William Randolph Hearst or certain qualities that he has. But it, it's just fascinating to see his rise and his fall and that he was a great guy in the beginning, an idealist and wanted to change the world. And then eventually he became this kind of crazed, maniacal megalomaniac. And he ended up isolating himself and, just unfortunately, that's where the movie just uh, you can see the, the the disintegration of a person's whole character. So I, I, I thought that there were there were so many political themes and just the 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 concept of, again, what you said about journalism bringing into play that that he got. Unfortunately, he got involved in tabloid yellow journalism which uh, made me think of Roger Ailes, what ails mm-hmm. us. <laughs> and, and a lot of what's happening today with, with, with fake news. Yeah. I mean, it's, or, or it's, not fake it's, a, it's a, a great film. It, it is remarkable to think that at 25, he makes one of the most important films of all time. I mean, at 25, it's incredible. I don't even know yeah. what I was doing at 25, nothing of any importance really. Um, I, I, I know what I was doing at 25 and I can't talk about it Yeah, uh, in, on this podcast. It just was <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's remarkable to think that he was so far ahead, even at that point. Uh, and it is, it's an, it's an incredibly important film. I, you know, I thought about it. It didn't necessarily make my list, but I could never argue it. There's no argument to go against. And it's film. not an easy film. And it's not an easy film to no. watch. I think what makes the film so interesting is the fact that it's maybe not so easy to watch those, the cinematography, those camera angles, the fact that his world is getting smaller and, the, and, and where he lived was getting bigger and he was getting smaller in a way. It, it just was unbelievable how they, how they structured it. Uh, there's, a, there's a scene in the film where he's a little boy and his whole future is being decided at the beginning of the film. And his father is in a little bit in the background, not so prominent. But his mother, who's, who's controlling the situation, is in the, in the front. And it's just the symbolism in the film is incredible. You can probably see it a hundred times and realize how critical the, the cinematography oh, was. Yeah. And, and, Orson, and Orson Welles gave that cinematographer... A credit, Greg Toland, yeah, that was Greg yeah. Toland, right? It was right on the screen, right underneath Orson Welles. He felt he was that critical to the film. Absolutely, so, um, it's yeah. I would see it again and again, but certainly I was more intrigued by by seeing it uh, this time. Um, once again, can't argue that pick. It's a a great film, and there is a lot of political themes, as you said, within it. Um, I went big on this one. You you don't mess around. Uh, with this one, it's JFK from Oliver Stone, 1991. 
I knew <clears throat> you were going to do it. I knew you were going there. I just knew it. Um, I knew it. it. It's just one of the most um, interesting films because it raises a lot of questions, whether you agree with it or not. It raises a lot of questions. After I saw it for the first time, I wanted to fly down to Dallas immediately and, and start my own <laughs> investigation. Uh, because I said, well, are you kidding me? Uh, it's incredibly uh, manipulative. Uh, some say very one-sided. Uh, it tells a really neat story. It, it has an incredible cast. People just keep cropping up in the movie. Uh, and, of course, you have Kevin Costner, Joe Pesci, Donald Sutherland, Kevin Bacon, John Candy, Tommy Lee Jones, Gary Oldman, Sissy Spacek. It's, it just goes on and on. And let's not forget exactly. Walter Matthau. <laughs> Everyone is in that film at some point. It's, a, it's an amazing cast of characters. And it, it, he pulls it off. He really does. And, I mean, what is it, three hours? And it flies by. It just totally pulls you in. Well, it makes you want to know more. It makes you want to investigate more. And it makes you want to see every conspiracy film on JFK or surrounding the assassination and his presidency that was ever out there. I mean, it sends you right back to the video store or wherever you get movies. It is it's insane. I love Donald Sutherland's uh, part in that. He was he was just great in that. He was he was so, so perfect. Uh, It so reminded me of someone else in another film which we'll, we, we, may, we may get to or not uh, in another political film his type of character but I remember seeing that film in New York City and I remember going in and seeing like a 2 o'clock show and it was I, I think it was I don't remember what time of year it was but I just remember when I came out when I went in it was light and when I came out it was dark <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I had to get a lot of popcorn and a lot of candy and it was it was just really yeah, Oliver Stone stopped thinking about Oliver Stone's it. made some great films. I, I don't think he'll ever really top that uh, for impact as well as really good filmmaking. He's made some good movies, but that film, the impact and so many people spoke out against it. And it really yeah. it really does just which 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 did him a service because it made more people Absolutely. curious. Maybe more people want to see the film. Yeah, and an idea that a film like that grosses whatever, I think $200 million, uh, that's not necessarily a very commercial film in really any way. And the idea that that made $200 million back in 91, 92, whatever, it, it's, it's remarkable. Uh, it, just an amazing film. And you know what? I'm, I'm – a huge fan of it. I don't necessarily watch it every year, but when I do get into it, I watch it. I love it. Uh, and it shows obviously really the sinister side of politics and what can, what can happen or what could have happened. And one of the great mysteries of all time will remain Kennedy's assassination. And he raises a lot of interesting questions, whether you agree or not, but definitely one of the great political films of all time. And I, and, and I don't know about you, but I remember when I saw, first saw the film, I didn't know about Jim Garrison. I didn't know that that was the character that Kevin Costner was portraying and that he was a district attorney from New Orleans. And he was trying everything he could to, to try yeah. to, get, to get to the truth and find his way through the, the corruption. So I, that was kind of cool that we got to be exposed to, to him and that, that he had his, his, his name in the spotlight. 
Yeah, um, no, and, and and Kevin Costner is really good in that role, and it was interesting to see that story, which we really weren't exposed to. Yeah, it's a good point. Good point. So what else do you have? Yeah, that's a great pick. It that's is. I, pick. Know, I, I, know I love it's, that. I love that. I love that movie. I was going to go with that. I, I, I went real old school, and I went back to 1939. Yeah. Just Mr. Smith yep. Goes to Washington. Just had its 80th anniversary this past year. I've always loved that film. Uh, I think, I mean, I don't know. Frank Capra just, uh, he hit the, he hits a note in me, which is, um, yes, there's a lot of corruption. The whole film is uh, about one, one lone young Senator, Jimmy Stewart, who tries to fight his way through the political graft and, and uh, even loses his voice in the film, which I think you know, be, actors gain weight for films and lose weight for films. Jimmy Stewart, there's no question he lost his voice in this film uh, with the filibuster, which uh, I, I mean, his, to me, he should have won an Academy Award for, for that role. Well, that's why I he believe was, he won in the following year for Philadelphia Story. For Philadelphia Story. I think they we did talk a, about that, yeah. I, I, see, I don't know. Uh, Robert Donat wins that year, and it's a great performance. I, I, I and goodbye, Mr. Chips. But certainly, Jimmy Stewart gives an, an unbelievable performance. Yeah, he's just really—he's just so incredible, and it's not dated. He—he's not corny. We've often said that actors like Jimmy Stewart, even John Wayne and Humphrey Bogart, there's something about these guys that. We, we can kind of relate to, but yet we can't. They're larger than life, but they're not corny. They, they somehow hold the test of time, and the film is 80 years old. And it just I, that film just gives me hope that there's just somebody that's just willing to just say, no, I'm, I'm not going to – I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. And, and that's kind of what he does, and he's young and naive. And so anybody that needs inspiration to get away from – the current political climate to do the right thing. I, I have to say, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Um, that's, that's my pick. I, I can't see that uh, enough. It's just, yeah. It's a good it's movie. I've, I've just, it's never fallen into one of my favorites. And um, I'm one of those people, uh, Frank Capra to me is like a Stanley Kubrick. I have a lot of respect, but I don't necessarily always enjoy the films uh, as, as much as others do. I certainly respect that he was trying. There's to... been people that have, they were critical of Capra. People thought he was a socialist and that there were hidden agendas that he had in his movies. And I mean, I don't know if he was I think or not, he's but... more right wing, honestly, if I really look at it, yeah, I kinda, I think on the conservative a side, bit. if I, if, but, but that being said, I, when you look at his films and the, and the big ones that happened one night and Mr. Smith goes to Washington, Mr. Deeds goes to town. Yeah. There's always these messages in these films. And I, I don't know. I've just not, it's not something that I always want to watch, but I respect it. It certainly tackled something that a lot of people weren't tackling. And I give him credit for that. And it is a great performance and a lot of good performances in that film. Not to mention, it was nominated for 11 Academy Awards. I mean, that's, I don't know how that would hold up by today's standards. Uh, who knows? But it's definitely on the AFI list of uh, Claude, great Claude 100 Reeds movies. Claude Reeds is very good in it, too. He is. He is. He's, he's great. He plays such a great antagonist really in that film. Yeah. He's, he, yeah. um, 
So, so what do you got? I've, this one, this should be no surprise to you. And once again, like you just said, sometimes these films take on greater meaning as time goes on. And I think this film really does take on greater meaning as time goes on. Uh, it, it's painful in a sense when you look at it today and you go, wow, uh, this is incredible. Um, Drum roll, please. And it's the candidate. <clears throat> yes, that's on my yes. list. You snuck into my bedroom. <laughs> I've always, I've always liked this film. It's my favorite Robert Redford performance. I think it's the best performance he's ever given, and that's, you know, that's saying a lot. He's a good actor, and he's just so believable as that character of Bill McKay. And Peter Boyle is great as this political strategist who finds him. And they're looking for somebody young and idealistic to take on. And I know you love the name Crocker Jarman. Crocker Jarman. Uh, the love popular it. senator. And he's got that Kennedy-esque look. Robert uh, Redford does. He's young. He's handsome. Good ideas. And you know what's really interesting about this film is it's – very manipulative in a very subtle way. It plays kind of like a pseudo documentary. I think you would agree with that. It it feels that way. And I think that adds credibility to the film and almost seems real at times, like very real. Some of the shots are kind of off, you know, off camera. They're, they're odd shots and it definitely plays like a pseudo documentary. But I think what's most manipulative about it is at the end, when he wins, surprisingly, and he says, well, what do we do now? It's a great ending line. That's the, li that's, that's the line. Here it comes. Good. You, uh, you what give do it. we do now? We're doing that. What do we do now? <laughs> and I love that. I, I love that I love line, that too. Line. But here's my point about it being manipulative is we're rooting for this guy, and we know he's flawed. And he becomes a bit more flawed as the time goes on, and the machine swallows him up, and he changes his message. But yet we're still rooting for him to win. And at the end, he's basically telling you he's not even qualified. He's saying, what do we do? And we've been rooting for this guy, and we've been manipulated to vote for him, essentially, off camera. Well, I think it's such a good point. And, and, and he does what a lot of candidates do when they're in debates, which is, what do they do? They don't have solutions. Or sometimes they do have solutions, and sometimes they attack. Or what they do is they raise questions. Sure. And that was so much about what his debate was about was raising questions that we need. We haven't really addressed these issues, issues of crime and health care and so on and so forth. And, and so he he talks about that. And you you really you get a there is a believability like, my God, this guy, this guy really is the candidate. Yeah, I just think that, that I, by the end of the film. He's telling you he's he doesn't know what to do. He can't believe that he's won. And he can't believe that he's won. And that's yeah. such an interesting parallel to what happened in the last election cycle. I don't even know that Donald Trump ever thought he was gonna have a chance to win. And I think he was shocked that he won. And that's why I'm saying that parallel to today uh it is is incredible. And we get we don't even – sometimes we don't even vote for the right candidate. It becomes almost cult-like. You, you get sucked into – it's almost like a cult, and you're not even thinking clearly. And this movie 
manipulates you so much. Well, it it does, and I love I I absolutely love the actor that plays Robert Redford's father, John. McKay, oh, Melvin Douglas. Melvin he's Douglas, great. and he he's got a couple of great lines in the film where he says he says you're a politician now, and it's 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 as though his father who who uh, was it was the governor is telling him you've arrived you're a politician now it doesn't yes. matter they'll never remember what you what you thought or what you said it's okay you're one of us now yep and that's the that's really the scary part and then the fact that he is the more handsome uh, candidate uh, out of the two so he's a little more telegenic and that's kind of the substance over the style over substance which is a shame, but that's what that's what we kind of go exactly. for in our candidate. Sure. It's really it's just too bad. But yeah, I love that film. It's and it and it kind of it hit it hits me. It hits me even more today. I, I don't think I I quite really understood it, and it it didn't feel like a movie, like you said. I I, I always felt it was what is this? Is this a a movie? Are they just running around following him with a handheld camera? It, it it always kind of rhythmically it sort of felt kind of jaggedy, but not anymore. No, no, not uh, at it, all. It, 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 it's like, it's like they just made it. If it wasn't for the sideburns um, <laughs> that Robert Redford is sporting, yeah, in that he does film, I would some, think that it was. He, he, he does have some <laughs> lamb chops growing there. Yeah, and they even make uh, reference that the sideburns got to go. <laughs> you got to lose. Yeah, them. no, I, the pseudo documentary style plays really well, uh, and and it almost keeps it. Uh, a, more current you know i like that um yeah it's a great film and i think it just gets better with age i really do it, it makes great points and you don't even realize you're being manipulated as much as you are until the end of the film yeah i don't think this film actually gets no to do, lawrence i think i think people should see this i think this got kind of lost a little bit it's been under the radar i i mentioned it to people and they they had really what is that who who was in that? And so I think it's a great film. Now I want to kind of see it again, you know? I so, just... Totally. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> I, I definitely, anytime it's on, I watch it. Sometimes I'll put it on. Uh, it's just a great film. I'm assuming that we're going to yeah. agree probably with there are, with, with at least one more pick. I got one more kind of rogue one, but uh, I'm assuming. I, I have, I have, I have two. I have my last two, but then I have one one honorable mention uh, for for certain. But but my uh, my runner up, this is the one. My runner up is All the President's Men, mm -hmm. which uh, might be my favorite film of the decade of the seventies, perhaps. And it certainly is one of my favorite films of Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford. Uh, for those people that haven't seen it, um, again, I'm surprised that a lot of people haven't really seen this film. Uh, two journalists brought down the president of the United States with their investigative journalism. I think it's maybe the greatest political thriller film, not only because of the subject matter, but the way this film is shot, unlike, say, Citizen Kane, which might be a little more difficult to watch because it is black and white, the shot's extreme this film is in color and so there's so much symbolism in this film i've never taken a film class but if i if i did i would imagine that this film would be studied just for the the, the sheer look of the film because 
so many of the things that are happening that are clandestine happen in the dark. And when things come out into the light and Nixon is exposed and the administration exposed, the, the actual film gets brighter and we see more light in the film. So it's just a fascinating film for me to see. The casting is in, unbelievable in that film. We've talked about it before. Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman and Carl Bernstein and Bob Woodward. Jason Robards um, it plays the, the editor. Ben Bradley. Uh, yeah. uh, and he won. Washington, Washington Post. He won, he won an Academy Award for that. He won an Academy Award. Jack Warden yeah. is in that. Marty Balsam yeah. is in that. Uh, and then, of course, Hal Holbrook plays the informant. I mean, just a deep throat. It's incredible. I just, I, I can't see this film enough. And I'm such a documentary junkie on this that when they, when they actually they came, I think it was maybe a couple of years ago, and Redford and Dustin Hoffman and I think a few other people were discussing it. So I just, I can't recommend it. It's maybe my favorite film about uh, politics and just, just how we view things and as the public and 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 just sort of I, and even then i i remember when the film came out i was only 16 but it, i remember it was it was in a way it was a shock and because we didn't have social media like we have today we don't know what's news is is what what is the news is it fox news msnbc is it cnn is it our cartoon president stephen colbert is it the is it I, who, what's the news today where do you find the news? So I don't even know how that film would be received today. Yeah, I mean, I it makes my top top pick. It, I, I knew we would kind of overlap on that. It is just a fantastic film. Uh, if you don't even like politics, just watch it. It's a good thriller. And you'll be caught up. It's a detective story, uh, which is really, I think, adds to the film as well, too. It, makes it easy to watch because of that two guys just trying to find some answers and people don't want them to find the answers. And that's great. And it, um, it shows journalism at its best and journalism certainly needs more of that in, in today's world. Um, because it is very skewed and it is very one-sided at times on both ends of the spectrum. And these were guys that were just trying to write a story and, the acting is incredible. The movie is paced incredibly well. Uh, all the people that are in it, like you said, it's just filled with great actors, big and small. And yeah, it's one of the best films of the 70s and certainly probably my favorite political film. So I am with you on that. You, you, uh, you, there's just nothing to say. Was that, that made your list? Oh, that yeah. It was, my, was, my, part of your it was my top one. I had one other one that I enjoyed. Uh, it's hard to find ones that are fun or, or funny or, but I, I always enjoyed the movie Dave. That's a fun film. Oh, Dave, Dave was an honorable mention of mine. I love that film. That's a great film. I, I, I really, it's, it is. And, and I think it's another film that doesn't get its due. I would recommend more people seeing it. Kevin Klein is great in the film and, I I love when he brings Charles Grodin in. I think that's my favorite part. <laughs> uh, when he Charles Grodin is to very do the funny. books, He's basically. Really and yes. I love that whole thing. And it's just, yeah, it it's it's it has its moments. It can be heavy at times, but it, there's also some really fun light moments in it. 
and definitely just an honorable mention. It, 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 it shows politics, but from another side. And I like that. Oh, absolutely. It's a very human story. No one gets mauled. There's no machine no. guns. There's no hacking up. It's just, it's kind of a fun, if you want something that's kind of middle of the road, uh, to just to get you think a little bit. And uh, uh, Sigourney yes. Weaver's actually really good in she it is. too. Yeah, she, she is. She, she really is. And I, yeah, it's it's a good film. And, and I, I really do recommend it. I, I've seen it, I don't know, maybe three or four times. I always enjoy it when I see it. Yeah, a really good story, good acting. And it, 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 even though it's about big things, it feels small and intimate. And I think that's, it basically takes the presidency and makes it a little bit more intimate. And yeah. that's, that's really neat. And I like that about that film. So that was kind of like my honorable wow. mention. Uh, that was kind of my one you, that didn't necessarily make my top three, but I've always liked that film. That's I never in a million years knew you liked I that do. film. That hit me. Uh, wow, that you really you, you nailed me with that. It was great. Uh, well, I have to say my my top pick is the Manchurian Candidate, mm-hmm. the original one in 1962, not not the uh, more mm-hmm. recent one with, with uh, Denzel Washington and uh, Meryl Streep. I, I I like this film more now than ever. I don't know why I had trouble watching the film early on, maybe because I thought it, it just, it seemed, I didn't know what I was watching at times. And it, because it, it it's a, so much about uh, the brainwashing that it happened to this American Korean, Korean war uh, soldier. And it, but it's, it, the performances are so incredible. They're so convincing. Lawrence Harvey, who, who plays Raymond. Uh, yeah. Uh, Yes, he is scary as an assassin, mm-hmm. and a, and but the most frightening person of all is not the assassin; is the one pulling the strings, and that's Angela Lansbury, yeah. who's the who's the teapot. Yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> in, in in Disney films, I mean, <laughs> she is really wow. She is crazy, controlling. Uh, she's amazing in that film. Oh, it so is. It's I love this. She's film planned because, out this whole. This whole assassination plans it all out. It's 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 incredible. It really is. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's it. I don't know. I think it's worth it to see it now because of un of the unrest that's happening. The when the movie came out, it was uh, right in the middle of the Cold War, and we're now sort of contemplating in our own country. Do we are we really running our country? Is the United States is are, are, is there someone else that's maybe pulling the strings? Uh, are the Russians, uh, I mean, uh, are they in any way involved in the decision-making that's happening? Are they listening in to our conversations? And this movie touches on uh, all of these themes. You know, so and, supposedly and, Sinatra was the one that pulled it. He had the power to do that because the movie was banned for many years. No one could see it. And I think it was it became available again in the early nineties. Um, that's when I saw it. Yeah, and I don't. And, and it was pulled. Uh, well, it's strange. It's strange because the film was made in '62. A year later, President yes. Kennedy was assassinated in in a somewhat similar uh, right. manner. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe that had something to do with it. And yeah, the, the, um, the movie heard... I think didn't. It it just wasn't available for for release for so many years. I 
So a lot of people missed it. I would like it to kind of see. It's not something to be proud of if you're uh, <laughs> if you're anybody that had anything to do with the United States government. Um, it's it's pretty sloppy uh, if if something like that really did happen, and it's certainly really believable. There's nothing about it that is so far fetched that this couldn't happen. Oh yeah, absolutely, and it, and, it, and I'm sure it has happened on maybe somewhat of a smaller or different scale. Uh, I, I, I think we, we would have to almost say, uh, yeah, it has. And that's really the scary thing and that you're right and that it can happen and it can still happen today. Uh, I, I did enjoy the remake too uh, with uh, Denzel Washington. I thought it was a good remake. I really did. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes me think that they'll do another – they could even do another remake where instead of it being mind control, it's about cyber warfare, which sure. is – what, where I think the parallel is. So I, I think it's really worth Yeah. It's really worth seeing. Both of them, are, I think, are worth seeing. Yeah, I mean, it's a great film, highly disturbing, great performances. Uh, you can see why it shocked people at the time. I'm sure people were just, when it first came out, no wonder they pulled it, because I'm sure people were just devastated because they had no clue. Um, I had almost added good night, good luck to my uh, mind, but I thought it maybe leaned a little too much on journalism. But I do think it was interesting because it's about Edward R. Murray, you know, Senator Joe McCarthy. So I kind of waffled on that one. And I've always loved – I do like that film a lot, and I've always liked the point that it made. Um, but I felt that it leaned maybe too heavily on the journalism side of things, so I, I kind of backed off of it. That film's definitely worth seeing. That's a good. It film. is a good. I, it I, is a good film. I, I didn't. Even, I didn't even think of that film. In fact, I, I when I made the list up, that was not on my film. But I did think of Dave. When you, but I also thought of Argo, and that was after I made the list sure. and made my picks. I love that film that Ben Affleck uh, directed. Yeah, I was. And I even thought of um, Wag the Dog. I mean, that's too. a. I, Wag the Dog is definitely an honorable mention. It's a fun that, film. I definitely thought it's a fun film, and talk about. The concept of distraction. Whoa. <laughs> Both Argo and Wag the yeah. Dog. That's what we're dealing with now. At least with, like people think that's the sure. case. But I, I was on I, I literally my heart was pounding when I saw Argo. I knew the whole time it was a true story. Yeah. And what was really cool is President President Jimmy Carter saw the film and actually said, There's a few liberties here and there, but it's for the most part, <laughs> he said that it was pretty much the way it was. And so I thought, whoa, that made it even scarier. Now I, I want to see it again. I haven't, I haven't seen it since it really very first yeah, came out. Yeah, me either. No, it was, and it was a good film. I agree. Uh, so there you go. There are some of our uh, picks for political films to see. Uh, certainly ones, if you haven't seen them, go out and see them. And some see them again. Uh, once again, our cartoon president, uh, the voice of Donald Trump done by the other gentleman on this phone and premieres. What, what was the date again? It premieres <laughs> Sunday, January 26th for everyone listening, and it's going to be tremendous. We've got great Absolutely. military, a lot of great stuff, funniest show ever in the whole world, <laughs> tremendous, great, above everything. And this podcast, I think, too, probably will be around the uh, third season, so we can look for that to happen around the weekend of the 25th, 26th, around there. Uh, Well-timed. Uh, all right, excellent. Well, thank you so much. Good luck on the third season. Thank you. We'll be watching. Thank you. And, uh, and then thank we'll you. see you next time. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff planned. So uh, We have a lot of good stuff. Oscar stuff coming up. It's going to be Oscars are earlier this year. 
So we're going to have to get on that a little bit earlier. Right. I don't know why they're doing that, but I realized uh, the, the screeners and all that uh, was coming in a little earlier, but they're February 9th, the Oscars. So we'll, now, we'll be getting on that. Who's as well. hosting Siri or Alexa? Who's hosting it? <laughs> Do they have a, I don't even know if they have a host. I, I, it's the first automated host. <laughs> why not? Give it a shot. They've tried everything else. Um, Maybe we should ask uh, Alexa, who is hosting the yeah, Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Excellent. Well, thank you again. This was fun. Thank you. Have a good night, and we will check you at the movies. See you at the movies.